Welcome back to another episode of Tech Talk with Tom and Jen. Your favorite podcast for all things technology and innovation. I'm Tom. And as always, I'm here with my brilliant co-host, Jen. That's right, Tom. And today, we have a fascinating paper to discuss titled Fuzzification-Based Feature Selection for Enhanced Website Content Encryption. I know it sounds complex. But fear not, because we are here to break it down for you in an intuitive and easy-to-understand way. Absolutely. Jen, this paper explores a novel approach to selecting the most relevant features from website content for encryption purposes. And they do this by harnessing the power of fuzzy logic. Fuzzy logic? That sounds intriguing. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Before we dive into the nitty-gritty details, let's talk about the importance of website content encryption in today's digital landscape. Jen, you're absolutely right. With the rapid growth of the internet and our increasing reliance on digital platforms, security concerns have become paramount. Websites handle vast amounts of sensitive data. And ensuring the confidentiality and integrity of their content is crucial. And that's where encryption techniques come into play. Tom, encryption plays a crucial role in safeguarding this information from unauthorized access and malicious attacks. But the effectiveness of encryption heavily relies on selecting the right features that capture the essential characteristics of the website content. And that's where the authors propose their innovative approach utilizing fuzzification theory. They aim to transform the crisp website content into fuzzy representations, allowing for a more nuanced analysis of their characteristics. Exactly. Tom, fuzzification takes into account the degree of membership of each feature in different fuzzy categories enabling the evaluation of their importance and relevance for encryption. So, by prioritizing and focusing on features with higher membership degrees, they aim to enhance the effectiveness and efficiency of website content encryption. This approach sounds fascinating. Jen, it leverages the principles of fuzzy logic, which provides a flexible and intuitive framework to handle uncertainty and imprecision often found. In website content due to its diverse nature and evolving context. Absolutely. Tom. And in this podcast episode, we will explore the methodology of this fuzzification-based feature selection approach. We'll break down the fuzzification process, fuzzy category definition, and feature selection algorithm. Trust me, it's going to be an enlightening and educational journey. So. If you're interested in learning how fuzzy logic can be applied to enhance website content, encryption, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us on this exciting adventure through the world of fuzzification-based feature selection for enhanced website content encryption. Stay tuned, because after this short break, we'll delve deep into the fascinating concepts and principles behind this innovative approach. You won't want to miss it. Transition music. Welcome back to Tech Talk with Tom and Jen. In the first half of this episode, 
We discussed the importance of website content encryption and how the paper fuzzification based. Feature selection for enhanced website content encryption proposes a novel approach to selecting relevant features for encryption using fuzzy logic. That's right, Tom. Now, let's dive into the methodology of this approach. The first step is the fuzzification process, where the crisp website content is transformed into fuzzy representations. This step involves assigning membership degrees to each feature based on their similarity to different fuzzy categories. And what are these fuzzy categories, Jen? Good question, Tom. Fuzzy categories are defined based on linguistic terms that capture the different characteristics of website content. For example, a fuzzy category could be high relevancy or low relevancy. These categories allow for a more nuanced analysis of feature importance. So, once the fuzzification process is complete, what's the next step? The next step is feature ranking. In this step, the relevance scores of each feature are determined by taking into account their membership degrees. Across all fuzzy categories, features with higher relevance scores are considered more important for encryption. That makes sense. So, the final step is feature selection? Exactly. Tom, in the feature selection step, the top K features with the highest relevance scores are selected. These selected features, which capture the most important characteristics of the website content, are then used in the encryption process. This approach seems to be a great way to enhance website content encryption. It uses fuzzy logic to handle the uncertainty and imprecision often found in website content, leading to a more accurate and context-aware feature selection. Absolutely, Tom. And what's fascinating is how this approach can be applied in various industries where securing sensitive information transmitted through websites is crucial. It has the potential to improve internet security and protect both individuals and businesses from unauthorized access and attacks. It's important to note, though, that this approach has its limitations. The subjectivity of fuzzy membership functions can introduce uncertainty and biases into the feature selection process. Ensuring the accuracy and consistency of the fuzzy categorization is essential for optimal results. Well said, Tom. It's crucial to approach any methodology with a critical eye and consider its strengths and limitations. That being said, fuzzification-based feature selection for enhanced website content encryption provides a fascinating perspective on improving website content encryption using fuzzy logic. And that wraps up this episode of Tech Talk with Tom and Jen. We hope you found this discussion on fuzzification-based feature selection for enhanced website. Content encryption informative and intriguing. As always, we encourage you to explore the paper further if you're interested in learning more. And don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions or suggestions for future topics. That's right, Jen. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode of Tech Talk. Take care, everyone.
पॉडकास्ट ब्रॉट टू यू बाय टिकल पिकल इंक गारंटीड टू लीव यू एंड योर टेस्ट बड्स टिकल्ड पिंक आर यू टायर्ड ऑफ नॉर्मल पिकल्स वन स्विच इट अप एंड एड सम एक्साइटमेंट टू योर लाइफ देन लुक नो फर्दर टिकल पिकल इंक हैज गॉट यू कवर्ड आर पिकल्स आर वियर्ड वाइल्ड एंड वैकी यू वॉन्ट फाइंड पिकल्स लाइक दीज एनी वेयर एल्स वीव गॉट फ्लेवर्स लाइक कॉटन कैंडी वसाबी and even hot sauce sponsored by tickle pickle inc for a limited time only use promo code tickleymypickle for a free tickle with every purchase that's right folks get your tickle on with tickle pickle inc welcome to another exciting episode of our award winning npr podcast I'm Tom and I'm Jen. We're here to bring you the latest and most fascinating topics in the world of science, technology, and research. Today, we have something truly intriguing to discuss, a paper titled CompMix, a benchmark for heterogeneous question answering. That's right, Jen. In this paper, researchers from the Max Planck Institute for Informatics in Saarbrücken Germany introduce a new benchmark for question answering systems that use multiple heterogeneous sources of information question answering systems have become an essential part of our lives we rely on them to answer our queries and provide us with accurate information but most existing benchmark datasets only focus on single source question answering This limitation prevents researchers from fully evaluating systems that can tap into multiple information repositories. Exactly, Jen. And that's where CompMix comes in. This new benchmark, consisting of 9410 questions, was created to address the need for evaluating question answering systems that can leverage a mixture of input sources such as knowledge bases. text collections and web tables the researchers behind compmix recognized the limitations of current benchmarks and constructed a dataset that demands the integration of heterogeneous sources they focused on five domains books movies music tv series and soccer and created questions that require information from various sources to answer correctly I find that really interesting. Jen, it's not just about answering questions accurately but also about understanding the complex intents and formulations of real users. CompMix includes questions that involve joins, temporal conditions, and multiple entities and relations, making it a realistic and challenging benchmark. Absolutely. Tom And the researchers evaluated a range of question answering systems on CompMix to assess the need for further research in leveraging information from heterogeneous sources. They found that even the most advanced models struggled to answer certain questions, highlighting the complexity of this task. It's fascinating to see how different sources contribute to answer coverage and redundancy. The researchers discovered that combining multiple sources significantly improved the answer coverage with each source playing a unique role in providing accurate answers. 
And let's not forget about answer redundancy. Tom. Comp mix also includes questions where the answer can be found in multiple sources. This redundancy allows a heterogeneous question answering system to boost its confidence in the predicted answers, enhancing its overall performance. Absolutely. And this benchmark opens the door for further advancements in heterogeneous question answering. It provides an opportunity for researchers to develop smart retrieval systems that can effectively tap into multiple sources and deliver accurate answers. That's right. Tom. CompMix is a valuable addition to the field of question answering. Offering a realistic and challenging benchmark for evaluating the capabilities of heterogeneous systems researchers can now use this dataset to push the boundaries of what question answering systems can achieve. And that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for joining us on this insightful journey into CompMix. A benchmark for heterogeneous question answering. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Stay curious, and we'll catch you on the next episode of our NPR podcast. Are you tired of wearing the same old boring socks day after day? Do you want to add some extra flair and pizzazz to your outfit? Well then, look no further than Silly Socks Company. Sponsored by our podcast, Silly Socks Co. Offers mismatched and outrageous socks with funky designs and comfy fits. You'll never have to worry about boring socks again. Rock a banana on one foot and a slice of pizza on the other. Or how about a cat on one foot and a dog on the other? The possibilities are endless. And don't worry. Even if your socks are mismatched, they'll still be the most comfortable pair you've ever worn. So what are you waiting for? Visit Silly Socks Company and step up your sock game today. This podcast brought to you by Silly Socks Company because life's too short for boring socks. Hello and welcome to another episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we have an intriguing topic to dive into. We'll be discussing a fascinating research paper titled A Dataset of Coordinated Cryptocurrency-Related Social Media Campaigns. That's right. Jen. In this paper, the authors, Karolis Zilius, Tassos Piliotopoulos, and Ardwan Muazal, explore the rise of crypto assets and the influence of social media on inexperienced investors in the cryptocurrency space. Absolutely. With the increasing adoption of cryptocurrency and the decentralized finance, DeFi, movement, there has been a surge in people investing in crypto projects based on the information they find online, particularly on social media platforms. And this paper presents a dataset of coordinated social media campaigns in the crypto space. These campaigns are designed to create artificial hype around a cryptocurrency project in order to influence the price of its token. The dataset includes information about over 15,000 cross-media bounty events, 185,000 participants, 10 million forum comments, 
and a staggering 82 million social media URLs. It covers the period from May 2014 to December 2022. That's quite an extensive dataset. The authors describe their data collection and processing methods, as well as provide a basic characterization of the dataset. They also discuss the potential research opportunities that this dataset affords across various disciplines. It can provide valuable insights into how the cryptocurrency industry operates and how it interacts with its audience. And it's fascinating to see how these coordinated social media campaigns can manipulate the price of a token and influence both social media users and trading algorithms. The authors highlight the ethical and legal implications of these practices as well. Exactly. They delve into the ethics of advertising and social media promotion. The impact of sentiment and information volume on market prices. And the connection between social media content creators and regulatory guidelines. They also touch upon the practices of crypto users and businesses. The distinction between legitimate bounty programs and manipulative campaigns. And the violations of online platforms terms of service. This paper sheds light on the complexities of the crypto industry and the challenges posed by coordinated social media campaigns. It provides researchers with a deep understanding of these phenomena and opens up avenues for further exploration. And not only is the paper informative, but the dataset itself is publicly available for researchers to analyze. It's a valuable resource for studying online coordinated deceptive practices. Absolutely. And to make it even more accessible, the authors have provided a smaller sample of the dataset and supplementary material. We'll make sure to include the link to the dataset in our episode description. This is such an important and timely topic to discuss. With the growing interest in crypto assets and the influence of social media. It's crucial to understand the dynamics behind coordinated campaigns. That's right, Tom. So, in this episode, we'll explore the key findings and implications of this research paper. We'll break down the complex concepts in an intuitive way, making sure our listeners gain a clear understanding of the subject. Get ready for an enlightening and thought-provoking discussion. As we unravel the fascinating world of coordinated cryptocurrency-related social media campaigns. Stay tuned for our deep dive into this captivating research paper right after this short break. Hey Jen, have you ever wished your toothbrush could do more than just brush your teeth? Um, not really. Isn't that its main job? But what if it had a horn and could magically clean your teeth with unicorn power? Tom, I think you've officially lost it. No, I haven't. Introducing Toothbrush Unicorn Corporation. The only toothbrush that can grant your dental wishes like a real unicorn. Okay, I admit that sounds pretty cool. You can choose from a rainbow sparkle or magic glitter models. Both equipped with the power of a thousand unicorns. This is getting weirder by the second. And if you call now, we'll even send you a free toothbrush unicorn plushie to snuggle with while your teeth sparkle like 
Diamonds. Please tell me you're joking. This podcast brought to you by Toothbrush Unicorn Corporation. Your teeth will never be the same again. Sponsored by absolutely no dentists anywhere. Welcome back to another episode of Tech Talk with Tom and Jen. We're your hosts, Tom. Dot and Jen. And today, we have a fascinating paper to discuss that tackles the complex topic of click-through rate. Prediction. Get ready to dive into the world of OptMSM. Optimizing multi-scenario modeling for click-through rate prediction. That's right. Jen. This paper. Authored by Zing Tang and his team, aims to address the challenges faced by large scale industrial recommendation platforms, where multiple associated scenarios require a unified click through rate prediction model. In other words, they want to optimize the CTR prediction process to serve various scenarios simultaneously. Exactly. Tom. And what's interesting is that the existing approaches for multi-scenario center prediction primarily focus on improving the scenario-aware learning module while neglecting the scenario-specific prediction module. This can lead to challenges like increased model parameter size, training difficulty, and performance bottlenecks. That's a lot to tackle. Jen. But the OptMSM framework proposed in this paper aims to solve these issues by introducing a simplified yet effective scenario-enhanced learning module and a scenario-specific prediction module. That's right. Tom, the scenario-enhanced learning module partitions the input features into scenario-specific and scenario-shared features by applying adaptive gating and orthogonality constraints. They disentangle the shared information corresponding to each scenario and combine it with the specific information to obtain multifunctional representations. And to further improve performance, they introduce a scenario-specific hypernetwork in the scenario-specific prediction module. This hypernetwork captures interactions within each scenario more effectively, alleviating the performance bottlenecks. It's impressive how they conducted extensive offline experiments and an online A-B test to demonstrate the effectiveness of OptMSM. This shows that their framework can be applied in real-world scenarios. Absolutely. Jen. And the keywords of this paper include CTR prediction, multi-scenario modeling, and hypernetwork. These are vital concepts in the field of recommendation systems and online advertising. It's remarkable how OptMSM addresses the complexities of multi-scenario modeling for click-through rate prediction. By combining these intuitive concepts with their sophisticated framework, Tang and his team have made significant advancements in this field. That's all the time we have for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed this deep dive into OptMSM and how it optimizes multi-scenario modeling for click-through rate prediction. Don't forget to check out the paper itself if you want to explore this topic further. And as always, thanks for tuning in to Tech Talk with Tom and Jen. We'll see you next time.
Tom and Jen's voices come on with whimsical music in the background. Hey, Jen. Have you heard about Tickle Tacos Inc? Tickle Tacos Inc? What in the world is that? Well, Jen. It's the newest and quirkiest taco place in town. They have tacos with tickles as the secret ingredient. Tickles? Huh? That seems odd. Odd, yet absolutely delicious. They'll tickle your taste buds like never before. This podcast brought to you by Tickle Tacos Inc. We promise it's not weird. Just uniquely scrumptious. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Tickle Tacos Inc. Today and get ready to be tickled by some tasty tacos. Sponsored by Weirdness and Hilarity. Jingle plays. Tickle Tacos Inc. It's taco time with a tickle twist. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning NPR podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm joined by my incredible co-host, Jen. Hi everyone. We have a fantastic topic to explore today. Human activity behavioral pattern recognition in smart home with long hour data collection. Now, I know that might sound intimidating, but don't worry. We'll break it down and make it easy to understand. That's right, Jen. We're going to dive into the intriguing world of smart homes and how they can recognize human activity patterns. But let's start by explaining what exactly we mean by behavioral pattern recognition. Great question. Tom, behavioral pattern recognition refers to the ability of a smart home to understand and recognize different human activities, both basic and complex. We're talking about everything from sitting and sleeping to cooking and watching TV. Exactly. And what makes this research even more interesting is the use of long-hour data collection. The researchers in this study developed a data set that records human activity over an extended period. This allows them to analyze activity patterns over time. Long-hour data collection is key here because it provides a more comprehensive understanding of human behavior by collecting data over time. We can gain insights into how our activity patterns change throughout the day or the week. Absolutely. And in this study, the researchers used a combination of sensors to collect data. They integrated ambient sensors, like passive infrared and pressure sensors, with smartphone-based sensors, like accelerometers and gyroscopes. This hybrid approach allows for a more accurate and detailed understanding of human activities. That's right, Tom. By combining different types of sensors, the researchers were able to derive more activities and patterns, providing valuable insights into a person's daily living activity patterns. This has significant implications for various fields, like healthcare, sports, and user profiling. That's fascinating. Jen, can you explain what user profiling is and how it relates to this research? Of course. Tom, user profiling involves analyzing and understanding an individual's behavior based on their activity patterns. By studying and recognizing these patterns, we can gain insights into a person's preferences, habits, 
and overall well-being. This can be immensely useful in areas like personalization and elderly monitoring. And speaking of personalization, the researchers in this study used deep learning models to recognize these human activities. They achieved an impressive accuracy of 95% in recognizing basic activities like sitting, walking, and sleeping. That's right, Tom. Deep learning models, like LSTM and GRU, were used to train the system to recognize and classify these activities accurately. And they even found that activity patterns can vary depending on the day of the week. For example, the duration of a morning walk might change from Monday to Friday. That's amazing. Jen, being able to understand how our behaviors change over time can be incredibly valuable for personalized recommendations and interventions. It's a powerful way to improve our daily lives. Absolutely. Tom. And this research has important implications for various applications, like elderly monitoring and anomaly detection. By understanding and recognizing activity patterns, we can ensure the safety and well-being of individuals, especially those living alone or requiring long-term care. That's right, Jen. The possibilities are truly endless when it comes to human activity behavioral pattern recognition. In smart homes, it's a cutting-edge field that combines technology, data, and human behavior in fascinating ways. And as always, our goal with this podcast is to make complex topics accessible and engaging. We hope you've enjoyed diving into the world of human activity behavioral pattern recognition in smart homes with us today. Absolutely. Jen, thank you for joining us on this journey. Stay curious and stay tuned for more insightful episodes of our NPR podcast. Until next time, outro music. Are you tired of wasting electricity while making your morning smoothie? Or maybe you're just looking to get in some extra cardio? Well, have no fear. Bicycle Powered Blender LLC is here. That's right. Our blender is powered by your very own pedaling. It's the perfect solution for those looking to save money on their energy bill and maintain a healthy lifestyle. Plus, it's so easy to use. Just jump on your bike, pedal away, and voila, the perfect smoothie. And best of all, no more waiting for the power to come back on after a storm. Just hop on your bike and blend away. So why not give Bicycle Powered Blender LLC a try? This podcast is sponsored by the makers of Bicycle Powered Blender LLC. Pedal your way to a better smoothie.